everybody. Welcome back to the Willow Tree Online Podcast, where we are exploring how to live our values in our heart, health, and home. I am your co-host, Stephen, joined by my other co-host, Christine. The other co-host, I should say, my co-host, <laughs> uh, beautiful wife, Christina. Um, today is part two of the things that we've learned in a decade of marriage. Uh, we had our 10-year anniversary on January 4th of 2024. And um, and we had just had so much to say that we we split had to split it up into two. Uh, but before we jump into that, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since uh, part one, and you know, we just want to be honest with you guys. Since those last couple of weeks uh, have been really hard for us, um, strangely so, unexpectedly hard, mm-hmm. and we wanted to talk about it because. Um, that's kind of what this is all about is being real and honest and holding space for you in the places that you might be feeling overwhelmed or uncertain or anything like that. And so we wanted to kind of share, share that, but we, um, um, it was something that, uh, you know, I have a, I had a job opportunity come up and so I was going through interviews and processes and all this stuff. So it was a lot of, doing my best and waiting and then getting a next yes and then waiting again and, and uh, you know, and then getting to the final round and then just anticipating and waiting. Like, did I get it? Did I not like what's going to happen? And we both (laughs) just, the experience of that was very interesting to watch. We both just felt a little emotionally unhinged and it caught us off guard. Yeah, all of this stuff just came up. And so we just wanted to take a second to kind of explore that here with you guys. Um, Because it really caught, we're pretty self-aware people and it really caught us, yeah, it caught us off guard where it was just like, it it was, the you know, doing anything like this, whether you're auditioning for something or you've got, you know, you've, you've done something like applying for a job, you know, and it's, you've done your best, but you have to wait. There's a point where it's out of your hands, you know, and you just have to sit and wait and trust and hope. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, it was that hope cycle, um, you know, starting this hope cycle again, there was a lot of stuff wrapped into this. And so Christina, what was your, like, what, what happened? You know, what was your experience these last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's funny because like I kept Stephen once like a couple nights ago, he said, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. And I'm like, I can't even put myself in my shoes. Like, I don't know why I've been feeling the way I'm feeling, but I felt just like really overwhelmed. And it was bringing up a lot of like past anger at like other situations. And I think I was feeling the lack of control And that felt like triggering because especially with like my medical history, it felt like I've been through a lot where I felt like I, I didn't have control, like things weren't getting better and like I couldn't control it. And I mean, that's part of my personality, but like, it's hard for me when things are like totally out of my control. I mean, it's probably hard for most people, but, um, I was just feeling like some anger. And I think I was also like future tripping in like 
the other direction and that I was almost like convincing myself, like, this isn't going to work out. It's not going to be good. And so then I was just feeling sad about it. Like I was convincing myself that we had lost something good before we even had, because I didn't want to be disappointed when we actually had lost. Like, it doesn't even make sense. You know, it was was just weird. And I, it made me feel, I don't, I literally am still not totally sure. Part of the process, I think for both me and Steven was just going, this is interesting how we're both responding to this and like we don't have to figure it out or like totally unravel the whole thing we can just feel our feelings whether or not recognize that we're having that something's going on yeah we're clearly there's clearly a lot under happening underneath the surface but we don't necessarily have to understand it to allow it right sometimes to feel it the emotional response is how you process things like sometimes and I think in our society a lot, it's like we have to like talk through it and figure it out where there's like a somatic clearing out too, where like sometimes it's okay just to cry and not think about the, you know, the words that describe the situation. And that's how we process it is sometimes through our emotions or through some anger or throwing around a sandbag or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just like, it was just an interesting experience. It like revved up my symptoms a lot because it created so much tension in my body. Yeah, there it was, was surprising. There was so much tension. Yeah, like you, you were. I mean, we were both feeling pretty stressed and anxious about it, but you were like you were like sick <laughs> to yeah. your stomach. Yeah. about it sometimes, and you were just a, a kind of a a lot of tension, and that tends for you. It tends to go to your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's where. Uh, a lot like if there's heightened stress or anxiety, mm-hmm. it goes to your gut. But, um, but yeah, made made some pot stuff worse. But you know, I, my my work history is really uh, is really ha- has a lot of hard moments. You know, we've gone through a lot of hard hard things, and um, as have a lot of people. I think most people now uh, their work history is full of you know, it looks more like a pinball machine, you know, you're just kind of pinging around mm-hmm. and there's, you know, loss and like weird, you know, bosses and stuff like that. But it was like, you know, this past year I've been freelancing, I've been on my own and it's been really good and really hard in some ways, but like for you, the security of having, you know, regular, like knowing where our money's coming from and regular income, you know, I've, I've been able to bring it in, but it's been a little, it's been an up and down thing. It's been a um, bit of a roller coaster. And I think my take, at least for you, was like the idea of having that security again, it was like, it was, it just hit this, almost like this nerve for you where it's like your body and brain is like, you couldn't let yourself actually go there because you wanted it so bad for me mm-hmm. and for us mm-hmm. but it's like you couldn't go there but you you not going there felt also scary because it's like no but we have to, it feels like we have to have that mm-hmm. like i don't want to go back to where we were so it was like it was like your your brain was almost panicking cuz it's like there was nowhere to go yeah i think that's what i like couldn't find my footing what's interesting too though is like genuinely like I like, yeah, of course. I think everyone 
enjoys financial security, you know, like, and to know what the next six months is going to look like. But like, also, I think I've come to a point where like, I genuinely am okay with having, with not knowing what the future holds. I think we've like grown a lot in, and we've chosen paths that like Stephen decided to freelance this year. We made that decision, you know, but I had a friend tell me, um, she said, it's like this, this event triggered a trail of disappointments from your past and over the past few years. And so that's what you're feeling right now. So it feels like, why is this such a monster of emotions? But really it's like, this just triggered the domino effect of actually a lot of micro or macro disappointments that I, and that really resonated with me. So I think that's like a lot of our experiences too. Yeah. When one thing happens, you're like, wow, my reaction is bigger. It's actually like, well, my birth wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And this wasn't what I, you know, there's like a trail of, of disappointment sometimes and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But anyways, all that being said, it was just a really intense week. Yeah. It, the, <laughs> the waiting is hard, you know, the waiting is hard. Uncertainty is hard, especially if it feels like a road that you've gone down before and been disappointed by, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you, you start, it's like your body knows it's like oh oh we're going down this again nope don't want to mm -hmm. don't want to do that and it just starts to even when you know like it's gonna be it. fine either way yeah like the reality kind of flies out the window yeah it's yeah. interesting it's really interesting but, but um, we're with you if you feel like your year started off a little unhinged <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 and but. we don't have a lot of we're not going to share like a lot of closure to the story but i will say like it turned out good and yeah yeah yeah. It turned out different than we thought, but it turned out good. Yep. So yeah. that's our introduction. <laughs> there's, our, there's our intro. If you were sitting at the kitchen table with us tonight, we'd probably start by telling you that's what was going on. Yep. <laughs> yep. Lots lots of uh of winding roads at the beginning of this year, but all good and it, that's again that is kind of the funny thing yeah and then we just kept coming back to this like no matter what happens you know we're we're still gonna be here in a week or two you know obviously unless something crazy happens but like we're we're still gonna be here for dinner we're still gonna wake up together mm. you know we're still like life moves on and our brains convince us that that this is the this thing. is the thing this is we're not gonna be okay um there's a fantastic functional neurologist named dr jerome lubb who does who talks about that and like you know it's just your brain thinks a deadline is a bear you know mm. and and this kind of translates to that where it's like no that the thing the thing that could go wrong it's just like all these alarm bells. It's like, we're not going to be okay. Your brain's trying to help you survive and it just sees danger, but that we're not in that place anymore. <laughs> you know, we're not, it's not a bear attack or it's not like we've got people coming to, you know, kick us out of our home. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're in a war zone right now, you know, um, we're going to be okay. Um, but it's, it's interesting to navigate all of that. Um, and it's it's a privileged place to be. Very much um, so. so we recognize that. But 
at the same time, you know, the experience is the experience. So yeah, we just wanted to share that, let you know if you're feeling something similar, you're not alone, but, um, a phrase that helped me that I'll leave you with too is it's safe to be in the unknown. I said my I said that to myself often and that's something I've used for years mm. is just saying it's safe to be in the unknown. It's safe to be like the interim is safe. This in-between space yeah. it's safe. So maybe you need that today too. It's safe to be in the unknown. That's a good mantra. Mm-hmm. Well, let's dive in right, to three highlights. our three highlights of the day. Um, Christina, why don't you start us off? Right. It was honestly a pretty mundane day. I like had trouble thinking about the highlights, but I <laughs> mundane think- Mundane is good. Yeah. The first one, or my brain is just so tired. It's like, what happened today? <laughs> I'm going to say the first one was, it's been so cold here in Nashville that I've been riding the bike. Every day we go for like a- walk in our neighborhood but it's been so snowy and icy that i can't push the stroller through it so i've been me and becca go down to the basement and i ride the bike for a half hour to still like get in that um form of movement and i today i noticed like i think this is day 12 and i was just like i really feel like this is getting easier like i noticed that my body was feeling stronger and i was feeling really grateful for that because i wouldn't have been able to do that a couple years ago so that was one. Um, okay, another one. Becky gets like a little bit of screen time every day and his he rotates between like three shows. And it's not just the show, it's the certain episode. All of them have to do with snow. I think he finds it very relatable right now. So it's like Clifford's Snow Day or Frosty the Snowman or Daniel Tiger's Snowflake Day. Yeah. And there's one scene on the Clifford where they're sliding on the snow and Beckett laughs out loud every time that scene comes up. And he doesn't laugh out loud to anything else when he watches TV. It's usually he's just zoned in, you know, but it's like there's this one scene that tickles him. And it was just actually rewound it a couple of times a day because. I was like, you won't watch it again? Because it was just killing me that he was thought it was something. Because I finally figured out, because I'd heard him laughing. I'm like, I wonder what scene he laughs at. I figured it out. It's when they slide across the uh, ice. Okay. Well, we might have to uh, share that in the show notes (laughs) so that you too can enjoy and laugh. I mean, not to like be a downer on him, but it's not even that funny. (laughs) (laughs) It is so funny though, just to hear him in the other room, just start, start cackling. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Okay. The third one is, um, I experimented with dinner tonight. I made a tofu scramble. I've actually maybe done that once before, but I just found that really enjoyable. It was like fun to, I haven't experimented on like a meal in a while. So it's fun to like put on my apron and just experiment on that while um, Stephen and Beckett just like hung out in the kitchen with me. I don't know, felt like a little creative endeavor and it turned out quite nice. It was delicious. Tell tell the listeners how this idea came to you. I had a dream. You had a dream. I had a dream last night that I was eating a stack of pancakes and tofu scramble. And in the middle of the night when Beckett woke me up, I laid there thinking, how could I make that? What's (laughs) and then I was like, Oh, I have frozen I have frozen vegan sausage. I could add that. And then I woke up and Steven's laying there at 8 30 and I was like, Hey, guess what? I'm gonna make pancakes and vegan scramble for dinner and 
If you, listener, are wondering, is she pregnant? We are wondering the same. I'm not, but it was very strange. <laughs> it, it just came so far out of left field. That's my not dream something life, that we've ever made before. You guys, my dream life is absurd. From like crazy, scary dreams yes. to weird food dreams. I, I have a very- Not like your aspirational life, but like your your life of dreams. Oh, my sleeping, yeah. Your, your, dream your, dream, your dreams are, are really- are, very active, we'll say. Yeah. Oh, maybe my dream life is absurd too. Okay. Maybe. Steven, what were your highlights? Go uh, ahead. My three highlights. Uh, the first highlight was a call with um, the guy who posted the job opportunity. So I had a call today, got some details and closure and things like that. And uh, it was just a really great call. Really excited about what is coming down the pipeline there. Um, the, he's just a great, he's a great guy. We get along. Um, second highlight is my first ever, um, podcast where I was a guest. Uh, it's a business podcast. I was a guest on the podcast. Um, that just went live today as of this recording, uh, which is, uh, you can, you can go and check it out. It's we'll put it in the show notes, put it in the show notes. It's copy chief radio. It is a show for copywriters and marketers about um, how to market well. And, um, and he's got some freelancing tips and stuff like that too, but most of it's around like business and marketing and things like that. And I was a guest on it, which was super fun conversation and um, yeah, really proud of that podcast. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, my third highlight was eating your experiment with the tofu scramble because it was really good. It, it tasted delicious. The flavor was on point. <laughs> the texture was on point. Uh, it was just really good. And, and it was the, different and What fun. did the pancakes look like? The pancakes looked a little bit like roadkill, maybe. <laughs> Uh, just like the a flat or maybe like a cow assessment pie. Assessment <laughs> was, I really need to get a griddle. Yeah, it was just kind of a mash, like a flat. It mash was an of... over. I decided an oversized pancake would be more fun than multiple small ones. But then you know it's hard to flip. I didn't use enough oil. <laughs> you get the point. It, it literally looked like wild. You know, it's just like yeah. I mean, um, Roadkill, you have to be so good. hearty, hearty. Well, it, it tasted is. good though. It tasted amazing. No, it was great. Um, yeah, All so those right. are my three highlights. So let's dive into the core content. This is part two of ten years plus of marriage, um, what we've learned and, um, things that, um, from our point of view in our perspective, things that have made it work and thrive and, um, and that just things that we've identified as being really, really important to have just a really good relationship mm -hmm. with your partner for the long haul. For the long haul. For the long haul. So um, let's dive into uh, to the things. So we were just going through a list of things. Yeah. So we're gonna um, we're gonna finish that out here. Uh, why just, don't you start? Okay, we'll just go back and forth. Yeah, a lot of these don't need a lot of context, so we're kind of just gonna go through them. But I feel like yeah. they're pretty important. So um, the first one is don't you don't have to process everything. It's okay to just start over. So I feel like we've mentioned that maybe before, but um, like there are times when I'll say something that just I without tact, you know, I'll just say something or 
um, Stephen will say or do something and it'll just rub the other person wrong and the other person will react in a not great way. And instead of like making a big deal out of it, sometimes, well, all the time, I think it can just be helpful to like take a breath, take it lightly and just start over. Like I'll sometimes say if me and Stephen kind of like go back and forth and like it gets starts getting tense, I'll say, hold on. Can, I'm sorry that that happened. I'm sorry that I said it that way. I didn't mean it. Can we just start over? Like, let's just start over. And I don't know, that's been such a helpful tool rather than like, why did you say it that way? That really hurt me. Like, that's really good to do that too. But sometimes it's okay to just be like, wow, I'm grumpy and I, I shouldn't have said that. Can we have like a start over? And for the other person to just be like, lighthearted with you, you know, and say, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's just start over. So taking it lightly when you're both not your best self and just starting over sometimes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think, um, this is important. It's important to have the processing skills yeah, to have a strong foundation of being able to talk things through Mm -hmm. and where you can, where you can identify like, Hey, when you said that, that hit me like this and it, I had this reaction and this is why, like, that is an important foundation to have. It's important to do those things, um, especially early on. Um, but yeah, I think we're, what we're saying here is, is there are some times where you just have to, it's almost, you just have to swallow it and say, Hey, let's just backtrack reverse rewind mm-hmm. try that again and just do it over and you don't have to do the processing you don't have to hash it out you don't have to sit down and say like oh you, you, you when you said it like this it hit me and then the other yeah. person says well this is what i'm and like you go through the whole thing you know it's like sometimes you just say hey Sorry, because a lot of times I messed up. You know, the reason we like aren't we don't act how we wish we did is because we're just overwhelmed, overstimulated, or tired. You know, yeah. And so within that is taking ownership, though. Like, um, starting over doesn't just mean like you walk out of the room and just to yourself think, oh, whatever, I'm just going to start over, and the other person thinks the same. That would be kind of pushing it under the rug. Whereas both of you standing there and agreeing, hey. That wasn't cool. I wasn't kind. And you saying, yeah, me neither. Let's just, we, this isn't our best self. Let's start over. Yep. Start over, do it again. And it takes practice to uh, be humble enough to like, let that go. You know, if somebody's, you know, rude to you or if you, you feel like they were rude to you, it's hard to drop that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and there are definitely times where it's like, Hey, you know what? I do think we need to maybe talk about that. Yeah. yeah, But, um, but, uh, we've just found it really helpful to be able to sometimes be like, okay, yep, you were like, I, I know your heart. I know you, I know you're on my team. I know that you love me. That is not normally how you do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Just wipe that one away and, uh, and which keep going. segues into the next one. Would Awareness like? of the other person. Um, yeah, having um, kind of our our idea um, behind this point is um, 
being, it's one thing to, you know, think about the other person occasionally, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm going to do this thing for them, or I'm going to, you know, text them or whatever. But what we're talking about here is, um, is this awareness of them, like when they walk home or when they walk through the door from work or something like that, thinking how, how, like just putting yourself quickly and empathetically right into their shoes. Like, Oh, I'm feeling like this. How might they be feeling right now? What just having that, that split second of tuning into them and having, um, I think I just feel like so much of the times we can get into our own bubble, right? We're just laser focused. Our blinders are on. We're in our own world. And it's really easy to go a long time without thinking about your partner. And um, we've just noticed for us, the more that we are aware of each other, you know, I walk in and I, and I see like, oh, she seems tense or she seems frustrated or I'm overhearing something happening outside or I'm hearing um, a good positive things, you know, like all of the, like just having that general kind of, it's almost like tuning into a radio where you're just, you've got that, you've got that dialed into your partner and you just have an awareness of them um, goes a really long way to um, just love each other well. And you had said too, like it's practicing compassion and you defined compassion. I don't think you made this up, but I thought it was really good. Compassion is empathy in action. Yeah. Yeah. Having empathy to somebody is, you know, it's the like, I mean, you have sympathy, which is like, I feel bad for you. Right. Empathy, which is like, I have been there. I feel your pain. Mm -hmm. And then compassion is, is active. It is, I'm going to do something to mm -hmm. reduce your pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, or reduce your suffering. And so, yeah, that's kind of the awareness thing. Like, it's one thing to be aware, have that empathy. How might they be feeling? Uh, what can I, and then take it that other step of what can I do for them? You know, how can I, how can I help them in their thing? If you notice that they're tense, you know, their shoulders are tight or something as you're walking in to pass them to fill your water cup or whatever, you know, like, can you, Give them a little neck massage. Can you put your hands on their shoulders and just say, hey, I love you. You're doing great. Mm -hmm. um, something. Yeah. No, and that, what's cool is that like em compassion being empathy in action. It's, it's the fact that you acknowledge the, the other person. Like, yeah, it felt great that you rubbed my shoulders because my shoulders were tense. But what actually was even more healing in that moment was the fact that you showed up there and you noticed me, you know? Yeah. So I think sometimes we think, well, I can't do anything to fix this. Like Beckett was really freaking out about some noodles at one point today, you know, or yeah, not freaking out, but, you know, he's having a hard time. And like, it's not like you can actually do anything, but the fact that you walked in and, you know, stood there in the kitchen that felt like love because it was like, you're showing up, you know, that's like, yeah. that's the action. So. Yeah. And like, you know, for Beckett's a good example. Like if I, if I can hear usually for both of us, and this goes for, I think any parent, you reach a point where if you're, if you've kind of been the, the default parent 
for a minute <laughs> or several hours, wherever, or eight wh- hours, whatever that might be. <laughs> you know, you get a point where you're like, I'm really done. I'd like to stop answering incessant questions and being, you know, in, in on demand for this child. And you, you just need a break just to yourself for a little bit. And, and I, we were both, I think, really good at this with each other where we can tell it's like, oh, they're, they're starting to get kind of to the end of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so if I hear that when it's coming time for me to be done with work, I know like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to really try to be the main parent with Beckett. Yeah you know, for the rest of the evening, you know, if I can, so that Christina has the space mm-hmm. to do what she wants to do. And, and obviously love Beckett, but she just has that break. And like knowing yeah. that, like, I can support you by like really being engaged with Beckett and kind of being yeah. his guy for the night. And sometimes it's the other way you have right. more energy. And I'm like, I'm so wiped from work today or whatever might the case might be. Mm-hmm. And so you're more on or mm-hmm. whatever. So um yeah, taking action though is the is the key. And like I feel like we're not throwing little Beckett under the bus. It's just, you know, it's a good example. No, it's a good example, yeah. Because you know, so many times, what are you doing, mommy? What are you doing, mommy? What are you doing, mommy? Yep. Fix this. What fix you this, doing? Fix what you doing? <laughs> Open this. And then close the minute, this. Open off and on. Off. I off, have off. like ten minutes where I go into the room or whatever by myself. And like then I'm like, I miss you. Okay, I'm ready to come back out. You yeah. know, sometimes you just need someone to step and take take a little breather. Yep. Okay. Um, the next one. Don't try to fix them. Yes. Steven has used this analogy a lot. I guess you should be doing this one, but I'm next. So <laughs> is that it's not our job to make the flower grow. It's our job to help provide the conditions for it to thrive. Gardener yep. Steven here. But, Put my um, gardener hat on. Yeah. But this point speaks for itself. I think um, just the reminder of like, I can't control what, happens next in steven's career path that is all on him really but i can help provide the conditions for him to thrive i can keep a peaceful home and i can keep encouraging words and i can keep um boundaries in our family that protect his energy and same for him for me you know is like what conditions can i help provide that helps Christina thrive. I know when I can, I get really overwhelmed some days or like a couple nights ago, my pot symptoms were so bad. I was like, had trouble lifting my head. I was so fatigued. It was very unlike me. It was just a weird episode. Yeah. And what, like in order to help me thrive that night, like I noticed like you ramped up your energy and you like put on fun music and you got really silly and you and Beckett started dancing and you really just like, you just like took over the energy of the home because I didn't have much like positive energy to release into the home. And so you took over that and it like really brightened my spirit. And that's a good example, I think, of just helping our partner or our spouse thrive by the environment we create for them with our words and our actions and yeah. the way we talk about them to other people and upholding mm-hmm. them yeah. and not 
trying to fix them. Man, that should be another point too, just about like respecting your partner in front of other people. I don't know if we mentioned that last time, but we didn't. <laughs> that was another. We could like, I could get on a soapbox about that. Man. So we shouldn't get on a soapbox. But, <laughs> but I have. But when, when people, when, if you are, even in sarcasm, if you're saying something that's negative, where it always is, it seems like. like tearing down your partner in front of somebody else like it's that is just uh, that is the uh shortcut to resentment you know on on one side or both you know and it's just i just don't do it just don't do yeah. it anyway that's a side thing i just thing, think it's kind of gross <laughs> yeah i but, feel like uh, it's like popular in our culture to make like wife jokes or like man jokes you know like the man is so lazy or the wife is so naggy or just those things and it just always is such an ick for me like i'm yeah. just like that just no like that's gross don't do that. yeah and it's not to say you can't ever like tease but i don't know there's there's, there's a, a line there's a line where yeah, it's like that's disrespectful right. to talk about your partner that way. Back to the, <laughs> back to the the main point there, though. Um, you know, your example was good. I think the, the a more specific example might be though, like in terms of the not trying to fix the yeah. other person, right? Right. Like if if there's something that you see in your partner that you're like, ugh, like that, like why are you that way? You know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. you're. Like this isn't, you know, you can see the solution even. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the problem is it's not, it's not your job to, to fix them. It's not your job to, um, to come in and save them, to rescue them, mm -hmm. you know, but what you can do is think through like, well, what, what can I do to at least support them as they are living their life as they're doing their thing how can i support them so that when they're ready to take that step like they they've they feel supported by me and like an example might be like how we opened the podcast just talking about the emotional turmoil that we've been in for the last couple of weeks like your emotions didn't make any sense to me or and I, me or you yeah, <laughs> and and you know and so and it was you you were having a, a much stronger emotional response to everything than I was. And so I could try to come in and fix that. Like, okay, well, let's, yeah. what is it? Like, what's going on? Like, okay, boom. Now you don't have to feel sad anymore or boom. don't feel emotions or whatever. That's not helpful though. You know, that's, and that's not my job is to do that. My job though, is to keep reassuring you like, Hey, I'm here for you. You're safe with me. You, no matter what, like I'm, I want to hear, like reassuring you. And, and, and when you did have big emotions, following through with that, <laughs> holding space for it, not trying to fix it. And, um, and, and in time, find your way out, right? Yeah. And doing what I can in the meantime to just, um, you know, yeah, just whatever, whatever I can, um, make you really good lattes and things like that, you know, to, <laughs> to just help kind of support. So anyway, that's, that's the, that's kind of what we're talking about there. Yeah. Okay. You're on next. All right. I'm on next. Uh, next one here is, um, just to remember that 
they are your best friend. Um, we it's have like a, a saying. Really important one. We have a saying that we um, have had from the very beginning, which is we're on the same team. We said that last time too. Yeah, but it's kind of in the same vein. Just remember that, um, yeah, um, kind of ties into the earlier thing as well. Like, I, I know, I know you, like you are my, you're my person. Mm -hmm. I'm your person. And if you can stay on that, if you can stay focused on that, then it really helps a lot of other things, helps smooth out some of the bumps that might come up. And it helps kind of keeping things a little lighthearted sometimes too. I think when you think about them as like, you're my best friend, like you don't have, you're, you don't force your best friend to be perfect, right? Like you're, I don't know. It, there's something that kind of like lightens it up sometimes if you just remember like, I don't know, they're my best friend and I don't have to like fix them or it, it, everything kind of falls under that, I feel like my mom would always say, it's really great if you love somebody, but it's really nice if you also like them. <laughs> and she said like, her and my dad have been married for so many years, I don't, can't even count. Um, and she would say, you know what's great? I love him, but I really like him. Mm. And an ode to like, you know, not only are they like, love each other and they're committed to each other but like they like to go dancing together and they like to go get thai food together and they go on walks every day they like each other and that's a good thing to keep present in your mind with your spouse like yeah you love them but like remember what it's like to really like someone and really enjoy their presence too and Keep your eyes open for that. Yeah, I think that's the that's the the key thing. You know, we can get so caught up in just the day to day of our lives, you know, but we can also, with some intention, look for the things that we like about each other. Which is my next point. Yes. Staying alert to becoming an expert in their strengths, not in their weaknesses. So like keeping your eyes open that it's easy, I think, to nitpick the person you live with because you know a lot about them and they know a lot about you. And Steven could definitely tell you like, oh, these are the things that are hard for Christina, you know, yeah, yeah. and me, him. But it's important also, you know, if someone were to say, what are, what are Steven's strengths? Like, oh, I pray I would be able to roll out the red carpet and just be like, oh, I mean, yeah, he has a few weaknesses and I can name three, but like, let me tell you about his 275 strengths, you mm -hmm. know? And like, keep your eyes open for that and even make it like a mission, like the lifelong mission of, I want to become an expert in knowing what my partner's strengths are rather than, knowing all of their weaknesses or focusing on all of their weaknesses. Okay. Yeah. And being open, <laughs> uh, being kind of a constant student, because that's going to change. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to change over time. Your partner um, can and, or probably will and should change um, over time. And that is, that's something that I don't think a lot of people realize early on. Um. And it can catch a lot of people off guard because, you know, five years in or less or longer, you know, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, you're not, you're different. Mm -hmm. And some people treat that as a bad thing, but 
it would be it would be worse if they didn't change. And I'm not talking about yeah. like total 180, you know, there's there's obviously Character outliers on flaunting. on both sides here, but like we're meant to evolve, we're meant to grow and um and not be stagnant. Yeah. You know, if um in the natural world if something isn't changing, it's dead. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and that is I found that to be really true with just relationships and with with people as well, you mm -hmm. know, and um uh, for me, yeah, it's you are you're a different person than when I married you mm -hmm. 10 years ago, and that's really good. Mm -hmm. And I want to keep being alert like the word you use there, alert to what is shifting in you and what you care about now and what your strengths are and what you want to let go of. And um, it's such an honor to get to walk alongside somebody mm. through so many years as they're doing all of that. So it should, it should be, um, it should be something to celebrate. When recognizing that and celebrating it is part of, the previous point of how we create an environment for the person to thrive when we call those things out. And with that, I also, another point B to that is don't be afraid of the growth and change process because it can look ugly in progress. Yeah. You know, like when I'm moving through emotions and I'm becoming a better version of myself, it might not always be pretty. There might be some two steps forward, one step back, you know, and it might be like, well, why is my partner all of a sudden so shut down? And that actually might be because he's like processing some stuff and he's about to emerge into a better version of himself. But just don't be afraid when, when your partner's in process. Yeah. That's important. Okay. Absolutely. Last one, my love. Yeah. Is to not keep score. Um, that one's pretty self-explanatory, but, um, unless you're playing Romy cube and then I always uh, win. And then Christina always wins. You will never beat Christina at Romy nope. cube because it's a science. There's no luck in Romy cube. And I know, well, I, I have a theory because you've been playing it for so long. I think your brain categorized it in like the language center of your brain. <laughs> it's like, you don't y'all I'm serious. Like Christina, you watch her play Romy cube. It's like, it's just intuitive it's just a part of your brain like it's, i know it's how like, to win it's like a rubik's cube you know like how to win a rubik's cube. for you it's just yeah it's just an automatic thing so um yeah keep score with rummy cube but um keeping score not just like oh you you know you know you messed up here like yeah definitely don't keep that kind of score but also keeping score in terms of like well, I did this this day, so that means you should do it this other day. Or, um, or, well, I've been watching the kid for eight hours and you only watched it for two hours, so you owe me six hours tomorrow. Like that kind of keeping score is, I've found not healthy or, or helpful mm -hmm. in the long run. And, um, and again, there are outliers here. If you know, if one person is doing everything, you know, and the other person is just not at all engaged, there's a problem there. But just in general, um, it doesn't work that way because things are constantly shifting. You know, like when we first, and what really 
drove this point home for me was like when we first got married, Christina had a lot of money in savings because she is a saver and she is way better with money management than I will probably ever be. And she had those skills coming into our marriage and I didn't. And we like used her money. Like she funded our move out to Boston. We lived off of her savings that she had spent years building while we were trying to figure out going after my dream, going after like, I want to do, I want to act and I want to chase after blue man. And this is the way to do it. And so we drained her savings while I was looking to find and, and get a job. And, um, you know, we were out there for a couple of years and we came back home and like, that's like, I, you know, I was the, Christina could say, you know, well, we did that. That was my money, you know, but then she got sick a couple of years later and she had to stop working and I was the sole income earner and I have been ever since. And so how does that work now? You know, now we're talking about. Tens of thousands of dollars the a year, you know, the primary income earner, the primary income earner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, so now like if we were keeping score there, that wouldn't work. And there are so many, like the, the scales keep shifting. Well, and it's just pointless. It's, it's just pointless. Truly pointless. And there's no, the math, there's not even math for it because yeah. like today I did the dishes and then after dinner and I was exhausted. I had given my hundred percent for the day yeah. and Steven still had 10% in him. So he went ahead and folded all of the laundry yes. and like, there's no score when it comes to like someone's energy. Like I may have woken up with 70% energy in my tank. And if I give all 70%, I've given a hundred percent that day, you yeah. know? And yep. so Steven might have woken up with a hundred percent energy. And so he hasn't given a hundred percent until he's, you know, it's like, there's just, it's, it's silly to keep track that way. But I think, I mean, I would say, I think thoughts like that often and I have to remind myself, don't keep score. You know, like I definitely think like, oh my gosh, I cooked dinner and the, did the dishes and now he's resting on the couch. And it's like, Christina, shut up. He gave a hundred percent today, you know? So well, just, just keep yourself in check. Well, and the, the alternative is to do the other thing that we've been talking about, right? If you're, if you are working to be aware of the other person and what they need, if you are looking for ways to, to be of service to your spouse or to your partner and um, you know, and, and you have that sort of posture as you go about your day in your life, then like you're, you're going to do what you can, right? Like do what you can, like do the thing, open your eyes. Like are things, and I'm talking to myself here, you know, like has, does there seem to be more dog hair on the carpet than normal? Maybe you do the, you know, the, <laughs> the, the vacuum this week, you know, like take action, do, do your part, do what you can recognize if you are getting a little burned out, you know, like Christina said that, like, she said, like, I, I really could use your help doing these things, you know? And I go, I'm so glad you told me. Now I know that if I have some extra energy where I can put it and how I can help you and mm -hmm. lessen your burden and that kind of thing. 
So it's just, that's a way better, healthier alternative. If you're kind of always looking to, to support the other person, um, that works a lot better than, you know, keeping some sort of mental tally of everything <laughs> they owe you. It's exhausting. Who has time to do math? In the Who has time for that? All math right, is well, easy for you in your head. Well, not when I'm tired. <laughs> We've got nothing else. That's it. That's it. It's 10 years of uh, of marriage summarized. And uh, mm-hmm. now you'll have no more problems. Ta-da! Just like us. Just like us. Mm-hmm. No problems in marriage. All your problems are done after 10 years. Uh, that's not true. It is a wonderful milestone, though. <laughs> but we hope that these tips, um, if you are in a relationship, we hope that these tips um, and these lessons that we have learned mm-hmm. Um, many the hard way that they uh, that they help you yeah. and that they bring more love and life and that they enrich your relationships and make them stronger in yeah. some way. Um, so for our our heart health and home portion, it's a you know we try to act on the core content somehow. So is there? Uh, I think we said the same thing last time. Is no, there? No, this s- is actually a different takeaway. Oh, it is a different takeaway. Okay. Is there somebody who you've been trying to fix, who you just need to see with a new lens of all the good in them? So taking that fixing thing, um, are you feeling, um, can you identify somewhere that you've been like, oh, I've been trying to fix them there. How can I not do that? And instead, Look for the light, <laughs> look for their I, strengths. How can I support them? This yeah. Week. yeah. Yeah. Love that. All right. Let's wrap us up with our whimsy and delight. What have we been enjoying lately? What's been bringing us whimsy and delight? The best thing we've eaten lately. I, Stephen, I have a confession. I oh, had do you? multiple people last week after the podcast message me and tell me their highlights, and I didn't share them with oh, them. Oh my gosh. I am. I know. I know. Betrayed. Keep score. This is Marketing terrible. Score. I am keeping that score. Well, anyways, we- How I dare would say you? we, but I guess I love it when you send those, and I promise I'll do better at sharing them, but- Well, if you're doing that for Christina, I mean, send them to me too. Well, you could people do that. assume that we have better communication, so I just need to level up. You, my yeah, if just set, shoot, shoot them to- Shoot them to Christina and we'll hope that they send either of us. We'll hope it's true. We are very glad that you send it to to us, even if it's just Christina. I'll just be alone. I'll do better. I'll do better. I'll do better. Okay. Okay. Well, hit us with your whimsy and delight. Okay. What have you been enjoying? What's the best thing you've eaten lately? Okay. This is really a stretch one. Like I said, my mental health has been a little down lately. So I'm going to say, I have been enjoying lately two things. One, we built Frosty the Snowman out in the front. And it was so delightful, A, to build Frosty with Beckett. It was like watching his, I don't know, all of his dreams come to life. But then I think he was really confused. Like, is he real? Is he not? Because he would ask to open the front door like every hour and be like, Frosty? Like, is he still there? Is he going to sing? And today Frosty melted. And that was weird. I wasn't prepared for like how to handle that with Beckett. So I've just been repeating the end of the Frosty song. You know, he'll he'll well, be back again. What's super disturbing someday. is he his head melts first. So we got a very small head and it like straight up looked creepy. I opened the front door. I prepped Beckett. I was like, Frosty's going away. He's like gonna melt. 
And I opened that front door and Beckett audibly gasped. He goes, <gasps> I was like, oh, it does look quite frightening. It looks real. It looks really rough. Yeah. But I, yeah. I enjoyed Frosty while he lasted and it, it we need to just like take it down ourselves now. Yeah. Um, And okay. The other thing is my eye mask. My eye mask is something I've been enjoying lately. If it's still even a thing on Amazon, I'll link it, but I've just been thinking about how much I love my eye mask. It's like really huge and thick and it's like silky soft. It has a little bit of puffiness to it. And when I put that over my eyes in the morning, like Stephen gives me like an hour nap every morning, it is just like this. It's like it takes me into my own little spa and then I drift off to peaceful sleep. So I just love my eye mask kind of want to go put it on right now i love that um best thing i've eaten lately i don't know this was a little hard for me too like the tofu scramble was a fun experiment but i wouldn't say it's like the best thing i've eaten lately um i'm gonna say though i did make a cashew navy bean dip and i'm gonna say that was really good we spread it on tofu sandwiches it was really good it was a fun we didn't have any hummus. Had a lot of creative uh, things with food lately. You know why? Because I'm trying to narrow down our grocery budget. I'm trying to be more responsible with our groceries. So I've been getting creative. Like we didn't have hummus for our sandwiches. So I was like, hmm. So I roasted some cashews again with the roasted cashews. We got a big bag at Costco. I have a lot of cashews. <laughs> so I roasted them and then I blended them up with navy beans and I don't even know what else I put in there, like olive oil and some spices. So I made this really delicious dip. It was good. It was really good. I can vouch for that. I wouldn't like sell it or crave it, but I'm just going to go with that. What's yours, Stephen? Uh, mine. So uh, in the since our last episode, we had, yeah, we had eight inches of snow in Nashville. Oh, I thought it was nine. Eight? Eight. Yep. Eight inches-ish. Um, and... Uh, it was it was just really fun to see Nashville transformed into a winter wonderland, nice and snowy, and um, yeah, it was just it was just a lot of fun. It was really cold though too, like single digits. That was less fun. I enjoyed that less, but there was also something about the cold where you're like, all right, let's go out in it, mm -hmm. um, and it's nice that it kind of came and now it's gone. Um, but I enjoyed snowy Nashville. Best thing I've eaten lately, we just had them the other night and mm. we've talked about them before, but these wraps called the Catalina wraps from Ian Rose Wellness Club. <laughs> I think it's, a, or cafe or whatever it's called. Uh, Wellness Cafe, I think, actually. If it is a club. Why am I not a member? <laughs> I want to join the club. I basically am. Yeah, it's this place in nashville that's all plain yeah. vegan stuff it's but these catalina wraps man they just hit so good if you live in nashville go to ian rose get oh. a catalina wrap you will thank us later They're it sounds so, so silly yeah. like it's just a wrap oh it's not though it's not though yeah so that i'd say that's the the best thing that's what stood out um just because we haven't had them for a while totally and then we had them this week um and it was it was well worth it um but but yeah, but it, it's that was a hard one for me to choose because we've had so many fun food things. Um, so um, there's I've had a lot of good eating lately, good drinking. So um, yeah, that's it, folks. 
Thanks for sticking with us <laughs> to the end of this episode. Um, we are so grateful that you listen. We'd love to hear what your whimsy and delights are, what your um, three highlights are, all of the things. Or and tell us something that's been really important in your marriage. Yeah, that's, yep, or, that's the other thing. Or just thing. your relationships in general. Maybe you're not married. Yep, anything that uh, you would add to our yeah. to our list, we'd love to hear. Um, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, not sure what we're going to talk about next time. We might talk about, like, we might get a little more into, like, health next week. I think mm. we've been, we've had some requests on that, like, on grounding and, like, like uh, shoes and stuff. <laughs> nice. I love to talk about shoes. <laughs> we could talk about that all day. <gasps> like, foot-friendly shoes yeah, and, like, earthing and grounding. Because I feel like that's a really hot popular thing right now yeah well listener if you have something that you would like for us to cover please let us know you can message me but let's be real you're all going to message christina so just (laughs) message christina tell her what you'd like for us to talk about and uh but yeah we'll see you in a couple weeks next time under the willow tree bye bye welcome my dear to the endless summer Welcome, my dear, to eternity.